0: Sound is rolling, and Craig. Craig is rolling. Is on. <laughs> Let me get my headphones on, and then <clears throat> we can launch. Prepare for takeoff. <laughs> whenever y'all are ready. ready, ready. Yep. All right, hmm. Bo Martin, welcome back, sir. So glad to be back, man. It's good to have you. <laughs> I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, this is good. This is. I'm one of the first that we're you know, in the old set. So new studio. Yeah, right. I, I feel like this thing has just jumped off.
0: We've we've upgraded a little. <laughs> <laughs> but man, uh, I got to tell you, I really appreciate you. You know, kind of going out and doing the first podcast. And yeah. uh, I mean, we we still don't know what we're doing. We're just piecing it together <laughs> one day at a time. But. It's a lot of fun, and I like having these conversations, and, and I think, you know, you and I get into some great conversations, so it's nice to bring that, you know, on the podcast. Appreciate it. Yeah. So um, I, was, I was really excited to bring you on because I've, I've been hearing a lot of chatter in the industry, like from, from agents, mm-hmm. both new agents, or, or actually, rather, the guy I talked to the other day isn't new. He's thinking about coming into the industry, mm-hmm. and uh, he's got a real interesting story. He's actually a professional jockey races down at Remington Park. And, uh, man, I, you know, and, and something else that blows me away is this, uh, cause I've been trying to make videos that have some substance mm-hmm. that I can post on TikTok or, you know, Instagram or whatever. And, uh, he found me through TikTok right. and he, and he said like, man, I re- I'm so glad you put your phone number out at the end of the video. Cause I had to watch it again so I could get the last four <laughs> and this and that. But he reached out through TikTok and, and he was saying, um, how grateful he was for all that. Cause it was great information. And yeah. he said, it's been helping him make a decision about, you know, coming on or not. And um, so anyway, <clears throat> we're talking with someone who's thinking about coming into the real estate industry. And then I've also, uh, last week as well, I think on Tuesday, maybe that was the week before, man, time gets away from you. <laughs> but I had a meeting with, um, an agent who's been in the industry for about two years and she was really struggling. Right. And uh, so it kind of just got my wheels turning thinking, you know, we should really have some conversation about what goes into real estate. Like what is actually going into being a real estate agent? And um you know, I think I'm a big believer that brokerage is a huge part of one's success. Right. And uh I I think we've got a really great operation at Exit. I think it's a there's a great culture I think there's great leadership, <clears throat> wink, <laughs> 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 but, uh, no, I, I, I just, I, I couldn't be any happier with it. And, um, so I, I thought we could, you know, get together, talk about this a little bit and maybe kind of dig into a few things. That's great. So, um, I guess just jumping right off, like what, what's probably the single most important thing. If you are talking to someone that was just coming into the industry or thinking about coming into the industry, where do we start? Like, cause Like how, what's that process look like?
1: I think if someone were to do it exactly right, they would talk to some people in the business and some brokerages before they even get into real estate school. Okay. You know, and. So before
0: you even start taking classes or pre-licensing.
1: I think so many times people get halfway through real estate school or even finished before they really dig you know, and take a deeper dive into what they will really be doing. Yeah. Um, Do they really understand what the job entails? Um, Because almost anybody that you've talked to has had a real estate license in the past or considered it. Everybody loves um, just talking about real estate. Yeah. And I can't tell you, I mean, almost everybody, it's occurred to them, like, maybe I would like to try this. And I think it's just so much fun to talk to them because Everybody brings something different to the real estate business, but it's important for them to, you know, it's not sometimes what they think it is. And yeah. so I, I think to answer your question, it's talk to plenty of people, get as much knowledge as you can and make a informed decision on whether getting into real estate at all is right for you.
0: Okay. So you're saying you need to start thinking to yourself, is this even the right? move for me absolutely and and is that just because there are misconceptions about what a real estate agent does or or what real estate work is or is like or what? it's a big
1: one you know we'll talk to people that say <laughs> i just love houses you know and i just love being around real estate and which is really really important but um they have to be business minded in terms of okay do i have a target audience that cares about what I'm wanting to offer, you know, mm-hmm. just like any business. Like, what's my value proposition to the market? Am I going to be able to generate business for myself? You got to look in it, look internally, and go, okay, am I ready to put myself out there as an independent contractor working yeah. for a brokerage to generate business?
0: Yeah, you know, it's well, great
1: to like houses, but you really have to find the people to show them to. And navigate the market and all its complexities, and have a good partner, being the brokerage and other people within your office that want to help you succeed.
0: Because, well, and and I'd throw um, uh, another like a caveat on that is you you have to have all of that support around you. Yeah. But then you also have to be prepared and and positioned to develop the skills that are necessary to convert those people right. and and actually. Get you know get a contract signed or you know get a listing and because mm-hmm. it's it's one thing to you know walk through and I'm guilty of this myself I remember very clearly this beautiful house in Old Edmund and when I first started I was circle prospecting I was calling around using Red X right. and um, there was this house uh, so I was calling around Old Edmund and I talked to this one lady and she said that she'd be interested in selling um, but they had five hundred eighty thousand into the house. And they would need to sell it. They'd at least need to get that back. And I remember running the comps. And and I think I, I had probably even run this across your desk. But we were thinking 580 would be like the top right. of what she'd be able to get. And so I I let her know, you know I, I think we could get you out. You wouldn't walk away with anything. But, yeah. you know, we could get you out of it. And uh, so I followed up for a while. And uh, maybe like two, three months later, I um, got an alert from like Zillow or Redfin or something. And they said, Hey, a uh, new property in old Edmond is up for sale. And I was like, Oh, and I, you know, click and I was like, wait, that's the house. <laughs> and it, she had it listed for sale by owner and she had it listed yeah. for 615,000. And I was right. like, man, you know, like why, why couldn't I convert that? And I remember being out there and I had walked through the house and I remember kind of being in awe cause it was a beautiful house. Um, everything had been updated. They had, um, uh, the, the floors were heated, like all sorts of cool stuff. And so I was just walking through like, wow, you know, and, and I think she probably saw me and and was like, has this guy ever even been in in a house (laughs) like this? You know, how is he going to sell it? And, um, you know, so then I, I was trying to compete. Um, because even while she had it listed for sale by owner, um, she had started interviewing agents. Mm -hmm. And so I had gone out and and met with her toured the house and I was kind of trying to sell her on what I could do and everything. And, um, she said she was, it was between me and one other guy. And, uh, and and I I think it was probably like out of desperation. I was like, all right, here's the deal. I'm going to level with you. (laughs) I really want to break into this neighborhood. And I, I really want to break into this price point. I know I can sell this house. Yeah. And I was just like, if you give me the opportunity and I was even like, I will discount my commission. I'll you know, do all this. <laughs> and I think I was just like giving away the farm. And, oh, yeah. and she was like, no, and obviously didn't end up hiring me, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, uh, you know, that's, uh, we all are guilty of that. You know, oh, yeah. we're, we're not, uh, we don't have the skills out of the gate to convert these, these houses. And, you know, the sellers or the homeowners, they see right through it.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I, you know, and it takes some time. Like if you see people that say, no, I, I pretty much get every appointment that I go on. It's like, you're probably not going on enough appointments. I mean, it, it takes some being new and novice at this in order to develop them. And I think that's a big thing that people, you know, people are different personalities they want to feel like they know absolutely everything before they really go out and try to work yeah and they really never get started i mean you're going to have to fumble over your words you're going to have to work open houses and just kind of hone your craft but all the while talking to people in your company that have done it so also that you represent people the right way you know like hey i have you know a possible client here but i need your help this is their situation because you don't want to practice on the public either. You know, like, they need you to do a good job. You're there for them. And so, you know, that's one of the things about choosing a company. Do they have your back? Are you all alone? Yeah. Um, because that's a scary thing, too, because you know that you're new. And you're not expected. You're going to have
0: questions. Yeah, you're, you're,
1: you're not expected to be, you know, perfect at this uh, at the beginning. And so um, you, you definitely just want. To know before you get there, whether there's a support system in place.
0: Okay. So uh timeline, someone that's looking to get into real estate, they're thinking about real estate school, choosing, you know, the pre-licensing uh, education, who, whoever they're going to go through for that, but they should really get out and start interviewing brokers and brokerages right off the bat, talk to other agents that they may know. And, kind of pick their brain about how they started, how they base yeah. their business. And that's another, that's another big thing too. I think having a plan for your business going in and actually treating it like a business, yes. you know, writing out a business plan, how much do I need to make and, and, you know, reverse engineer the math, you know, Hey, my average commission is going to be this. That means I need to sell this many houses to live, to pay the bills.
1: Seems simple. <coughs> I mean, people that might be watching this that have owned businesses are like, yeah, that's a basic that you need to know. But so many people get into this business and, and they don't know or haven't sat down and figured out what they're going to need to do to make it. And is it realistic? Have I talked to office owners that can look at this and go, you can do this in your first year, second year. This is, yeah. And this is the gradual progress you ought to feel like you should be making. See, I'd love to meet with people that, and some people might not, you know, if someone calls and says, I'm thinking about going to real estate school, some places may go, well, talk to me when you've been, and they, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'll but I think we've seen people that have gotten in maybe for the wrong reasons or didn't have a clear eyed view of what they were going to be doing when they got there. And maybe they went to real estate school and went through the time and money, you know, it's five, 600 bucks to go through that. And it's not fun. No. Um, <laughs> and then maybe it was a waste of their time. So,
0: yeah. You just lost time and money, and it's, you know, yeah. I think another thing is, <clears throat> you've got to find if you're interviewing brokers or brokerages, you want the one that will shoot you straight, yeah. and, and not say, you know, hey, we we do all of this for you, and we've got coaches and this and that, right. and you know, you kind of see light at the end of the tunnel. You think when I get through school, this is where I can go, and I'm going to get a big head start because they've got all these fancy programs. And then you kind of show up your first day and. And you're like, hey, where's, where's the broker? And they're like, oh, you know, they're not in the office today, or, or whatever it is. Right. You know, you've got to, um, I, I think, you've, yeah, you've got to have very realic- realistic expectations of what even those first few weeks are going to look like.
1: There's, you know, there's a ton of good places to go um, to hang your license. But some places, um, you know, will give you the impression that just by coming there, you will be successful we're the fastest growing, we have more people, we have the biggest in the state, but you really need, you know, a fundamental question is having the most people in an office, does that benefit me in any way? You know, if you really think about it for about two seconds, you're like, that doesn't really help my pocket or my business. And, it may even result in me not, you know, maybe getting lost in the shuffle and not getting the help I need. So,
0: Well, that's a good point. If you've got a broker that's managing 100 plus agents in their office yeah. and you're a new agent who, let's say, you, you've got a prospect or a friend or family member or, or whatever. Right. And in this market, you're, you know, you're showing houses and they're like, hey, I like this. And you're like, OK, you know, I, I could I could get I could make a deal out of this. Right. And then you're trying to write that first contract and have no idea what you're doing and you can't get a hold of your broker and you're yeah. one of a hundred. Yeah. And I mean, you're kind of just floating in the sea. Hopefully of you've been assigned a
1: buddy or a somebody that, you know, cause it can all work. The big companies, obviously are doing something right in most oh, cases. Sure. Hopefully they've assigned you a buddy or somebody, a, an experienced agent that somehow um, is there to help you because there's nothing scarier than having an opportunity to assist a client and you don't have the confidence to take the next step for them. Yes. You know, and if you're brand new, if it's your first deal, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, there should be somebody flying the plane for you and you're watching and, uh, you know,
0: that's a good point. Yeah. You probably, for the sake of the client, shouldn't be doing these deals alone anyway. No, not, not at least maybe your first, you know, somebody, somebody should be
1: checking and somebody should, you know, care enough about you really to know that you're new and, they've expect, you know, you've told them, Hey, I'm going out this weekend. Are you going to be available? Yes, we will call us. Um, makes it so much more fun. We lose so many people out of real estate because of experiences like that, to where they felt like they were alone. They were scared. They were, you know, it's not why they got in at all.
0: Well, and it it is scary. Um, okay. I heard a quote once that stuck with me and they were talking about, um, the like the, uh, the the economy as a whole, but specifically like the the Industrial Revolution and how um, jobs like the nine to five came along, mm-hmm. and they said the nine to five paycheck is the most addictive drug in the world. Oh yeah, because you get hooked on it, <clears throat> and then you're afraid of not getting that paycheck every two weeks. Right, and so I think especially like you know my generation we grew up and we were taught, you know, you go to school and you get a job and you work your way up through the ladder and eventually you'll have good income and a family and all this stuff. And, um, I, I, you know, I've had a lot of jobs, um, on varying, you know, pay scales and responsibilities and, and all this, but, um, going out on your own and accepting full responsibility for your income can be a scary thing. Yeah. And I think, When you're new, and especially if you're younger, getting into the industry, it can be like a sledgehammer slapping you across the face when you're like, there's no one that's going to do this for me.
1: Right. And if you haven't tapered your spending and also your time, you're like, oh, the freedom to work my own hours, like you may not be a good self-manager. And that's something that you might want to think about before you get into real estate. Like, you know, we have a company that will help you, but- they're not going to tell you what to do on a day-to-day basis, or make sure that you're awake and returning emails or calls. That's it, true. It, some people, especially if they have gotten used to required time, they have a hard time actually, you know, governing their time management in real estate, and that's that's another one that's huge. I mean, we lose a lot of good real estate people because they just cannot um, structure their, their work schedules, you know, their incomes, their, all of it.
0: That's an interesting uh, thought too. <clears throat> so is that a conversation that you have with people that are coming into the office or, or is a new agent? You kind of say, you know, Hey, what did you have planned for your, your daily, you know, schedule? Like what, what are some of the things you're going to do to generate business? How much time are you planning to devote to this? Cause that could yeah. be a huge uh, factor in whether or not one succeeds.
1: It can. And we, I mean, we just ask them, like, have you thought about, you know, because, and we've all done it. And I'm putting myself in this pile, too. Like, I started when I was 22, and believe me, I went through all of these things. Yeah. I was not a good time management uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, I was a kid, yeah. thinking, hey, but you're sitting there on a Wednesday about 1 o'clock, and you're like, I don't have anyone to talk to. I don't really know for sure what I'm doing. I'll go maybe hang around the office, see if I can bump it. it you know, it is, it is a pretty desperate feeling. It can be when you don't know uh, how to generate business and you're trying to work. It doesn't really matter how hard you're working when you're not doing the right things. That's know? a good point. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> and uh, yeah, it, it, so you could be working your ass off, but if you're just doing busy work, and, and yes. you're not actually focusing on the right activities, the activities that are going to bring the revenue, it's pointless. You're, well, you're on a merry-go-round. It's,
1: so many times we'll get with people that are struggling, and they're like, I'm just not having any luck out here. And we really get down to the activities that, you know, because most of the time people are busy. They're keeping themselves busy. You know, they might be checking the MLS. They may be, you know, just looking at properties, driving through neighborhoods, just something to try to, you know, think about what to do. But we'll go through their week and go, you know, we really didn't do any of the things that would, which I think, and this is the big one that's missed for people is they're constantly need to be branding themselves and making contact and having conversations with people that they might be able to help, you know, explaining to them what they do and if that person needs that or knows someone that does, you know, let me, let me, try to help them so much of it is like just maybe waiting yeah and that's tough
0: it's it's really tough but I found it's like it's a really great part of it um and and I think um if you can get out here's another thing that that I'm, I'm throwing out quotes today <laughs> uh, I heard something a couple of days ago and it resonated with me uh it said judge each day not by the successes you have but by the seeds that you plant and I was like, man, it, it sort of articulated the mindset that I've tried to develop over the last couple of years, yeah. because this is not um, an instant gratification business. Uh, you don't get in it and then immediately have a deal or, or a house to sell or anyone who's interested right. in working with you. And you've got to get out and plant the seeds and then you've got to nurture them. And, you know, make sure you're watering them, you know, is the weather rough out there? Are these guys getting beat up? You got to go check on them, (laughs) you know, and then eventually you'll, you'll be able to, you know, harvest and, and, uh, you know, make some money, hopefully.
1: It's, it's right on the money for what real estate is. I, it is because yeah, it is so far from an instant gratification. And, and people don't get that idea because maybe they see their realtor friends or acquaintances on social media that are celebrating their successes and they're mm-hmm. like, wow, they are just, you know, but they, they may not know what went on to get to that great post or, yeah. or how that person even went started and, you know, just had to trust the process for six months, a year. And then as they're trying to grow, keep trusting the process when they do have a little bit of success and not go away from what got them, you know, it, yeah. it never ends really, because you can get a long time in the real estate business. And if you stop doing what made you successful, you know, new realtors can come in and do the right things and be just on the same level as longtime veterans. It it doesn't matter how long you've been in real estate. I, I yeah. know a lot of people out there will say that it does, but it really does not matter.
0: I, I don't think so either. I, I think if you can Um, you know, come to it um, from the perspective of like a student and hey, I need to learn the skills that I need to, you know, convert and generate business and do this and do that and, you know, read contracts and interpret them for clients and everything else that goes into it. Um, Yeah, I think I think you can put yourself, you know, a couple of years ahead of some of your peers just by really, you know, diving in and focusing on some of those things.
1: And, and just working on your business, not always in it, too, because, you, you know, what you'll see for the new agent just in its progression, maybe they've gotten six months in and all of a sudden they have a few buyers that they're showing around. Well, that takes over. And then the things they were doing stop.
0: They go by the wayside.
1: Yes. And, you know, it's it goes back to that self-management and, you know, having good team around you to remind you, like, hey, don't, you know. Don't lose focus on the business building while you're handling actual business that you've generated. Yeah,
0: man. And that's, it's funny uh, when you were saying that you reminded me of like Memorial Day weekend last year when (laughs) I I was feeling kind of rough because I I was calling around, I was getting a lot of rejection and uh, I think in my mind I was trying to take the weekend off. And I was talking with you, and I was like, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to make any calls just out of respect, and you know, I, I don't want to bother someone if they're, you know, remembering a loved one or this and that. And and you were like, man, I don't think anyone's going to you know, get mad at you for for calling and saying hi, and you know, this and that. And and my script isn't, you know, it's not hardcore. I'm just right. calling, say hi. You know, here's a house that's sold in your neighbor, neighborhood, or you know, something like that. And uh, and and that just kind of clicked in my head. What I walked away from that conversation with is, um, man, I, I was just trying to get a day off, you know, and I was using <laughs> Memorial Day as, you know, uh, oh, that sure. excuse. And and there's probably nothing wrong with taking that day off, but uh, I'm a big believer that um, like motivation wanes and when it does, you need to fall back on discipline. Yes. And so you have to be able to develop that that routine and the schedule and, and everything else. You have to develop the, d- the discipline to carry you through some of those hard times and, you know, when, when you're, you don't have anything going on. And I I think, I think a big part of it is, um, you know, you're talking about managing your time and and meeting people and networking and, you know, seeing who you can help. Um, I started taking my slow time and I'd schedule meetings with people and I'd go talk with them and not to try and sell them anything, but just to meet them and talk with them. And I think that's probably, kind of where the podcast idea stemmed from was I was talking to people, having really cool conversations and meeting people that I didn't even know existed, but they do really cool stuff. And I was like, man, let's, let's turn this into something, Yeah, you know, but I say that because, um, down the road, who knows? Maybe one of these lunches that I had where I was just asking some people some questions, maybe that could turn into a sale or two or five down the road.
1: You don't need to expect that everybody that you interact with is going to be in the market to move. I mean, that's something they only do a few times. And so true. if you're not connecting with anyone that unless you think that they're ready to move, you're, you're not doing your job. That's another thing that you know, someone that's been in the business needs to communicate to you as news like you're not just going to be connecting with buyers and sellers all the time. That's not how it works. People don't do that very often, you know.
0: But if you're out there, uh, you know, taking people to lunch or going to meet people or this or that, you're networking and you're showing off some of your personality and your skill and your knowledge of yes. the marketplace. And well, they might have a mom or a sister, brother, dad, or whoever that's mm-hmm. thinking about moving. And they might say, you know, Hey, I just met an agent. Um, you know, here, maybe give them a call or, you yeah. you never know where this, this is going to come from or, right. yeah.
1: Well, and, and so much of being a realtor too, is connecting people and being a resource for other services that they might need. And so if you are having great, you know, conversations with, insurance people or mortgage people or people in the construction industry and and you're just curious you know that's such a good um, trait to have in this business is be curious about the whole thing and want to meet people not because you think that there's going to be a business at the end of it but just think of how resourceful you could be if someone is talking to you and go, I really don't want to move right now but I could tell you I could really use We're, we're thinking about adding on and you could you know you could connect them and
0: that's a good point. And people remember
1: that.
0: Exactly. I was going to say it sticks with them. And it's also a trust builder. Yeah. I think when you like when someone has a concern that they throw out and and you're like, oh, I've got a guy that can they could fix that for you or I can do this or, hey, I, I actually just met someone that does this. And they're like, okay, I mean, this this is this guy does this. And I think that's a big part of kind of getting over that insecurity of being new in the industry is like when you can start providing solutions to clients and you're not necessarily, like you said, selling them a house or helping them buy one or whatever. Um, you're just providing ancillary solutions that have nothing to do with you really. Right. But you're still helping someone. And, um, I, I feel like it circles back, you know, yes. yeah.
1: What's that quote? Now I'm now I'm quoting. Yeah. Throw
0: it out. Let's let's hear it.
1: <laughs> you help enough people get what they want, you'll ultimately get what you want.
0: Yeah, Zig Ziglar. Very
1: good. Yeah. All right, it's your turn. So it's balls back in your course. <laughs> give but me, give me a few minutes, I'll think And I'll most look. people get into the real estate business because they want to help people. When people say that, it's like, Yes, you've got it. I want to yeah. solve problems for people. I want to help them. And so much of that is connecting them. It doesn't benefit you. It just, you know, is just part of your, you know, umbrella business is I've got, um, you know, people that I've talked to that I know in this business and they could help you. And maybe I can later.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Okay. So kind of coming back to a new agent. Um, so you've interviewed some brokers, brokerages, um, and you're, I, I kind of get the feeling from you I should be asking questions or they should be asking questions, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, what what does being a real estate agent actually look like? What's the day to day? What are you know some activities that I should be doing to generate business? Yeah. And I think there's a million different things. Um, we've sort of gotten in a culture now where um, agents are being kind of fed these leads, and I think it's that's the the next most addictive thing to a paycheck is these leads, right. you know? And so I think that's kind of a, a, slippery, uh, slippery slope there. What are, what are some other things that people should know they should be doing when they're, when they're getting into this?
1: Well, in addition to, cause one of the first things we ask him is tell me about your work history. Your, we're just trying to form in our mind, okay, who are the first people you need to reconnect with or talk to about your business you know what? That's first and foremost making people aware because we've all had that situation where we get our real estate license, we're desperate for our first deal, and we learn that um, our cousin moves, and you're like, "Oh no!" You know, <laughs> it's just heartbreaking. Yeah. And didn't you know? Didn't work with you or whatever. And so that's the first thing we do. The
0: second. So thing, you got to you got to tell everyone you're in real estate.
1: You got to tell everyone you're in real estate. You don't have to pretend that you're not new at real estate. Just say, you know, I'm at a great company. I've got great support. Yes, I'm new, but hey, I'm ready to tackle any issue that comes along here. You don't need to be reserved about that. I think people for the longest time, um, you know, like whenever I first started, they trained us to say, I'm in my first year, even though we were in like our first week, yeah you know I'm in my first year in real yeah. estate you know I've, I'm waiting on my business cards to actually come in the mail, yeah, but I think people just want you to be honest you know and and if they feel like they can talk to you if they feel like you'll listen to them um, and that you'll go get any answer they need, they'll work with you so I you know that's number one two not be bashful about telling everybody that, hey, I'm excited that I'm doing this. Hey, I'm on a great team. Um, so that's the first thing to do. And then jump into, okay, I've chosen this company. I want to maximize every tool, every nuance that they offer and make it my own, put it in my business because all these brokerages have tools. And you know so oftentimes, Realtors are entrepreneurial. They want to reinvent the wheel. I'm going to invent the, a new way of hatching this egg when so much of it has already been, you know, and just getting with your broker and just say, I need you to meet with me weekly until I understand these tools. And, you know, and uh, they, they like want that. to do that. It, you know, set up time and set a schedule. Begin right then setting your work schedule. And have that accountability. Will you hold me accountable to maintaining this schedule while I onboard into real estate? Oh, I can't. I mean, every broker would love that. Really? Oh, for sure. I oh, think that's great. I tell I, me. I mean, I, I'd love to hear you know from you recently yeah. going through that.
0: Well. Um, so one of the first experiences like out in the field that I had was a ride along with Krista. Mm-hmm. And so I spent, you know, the better part of the day driving around with her. We went to a closing, uh, went to a showing or two and, you know, she just kind of told me about her business and yeah. things that she did to get started. And one of the things that she said is that she time blocks mm-hmm. and she said, everything goes in the calendar. Everything is scheduled. And, um, it just, it clicked for me. I, I understood right away the importance of it. And, and I've, I'm familiar with you know time blocking and everything. And so I jumped on it. Um didn't even think twice. And and so that's what I do. Like I I also am the type of person who is very regimented. Yeah. And if like if my morning gets thrown out of whack, it kind of throws my whole day out of whack. Yeah, for sure. So I really guard my morning. Um and uh so yeah, I, I learned very early to time block and you know, here's my my morning time to like get my head straight for the day, uh, make my list, figure out what I, what I want to do. And then, you know, I go to the gym, come home, get dressed, get started. And my, my first 30, 45 minutes is always going through email, responding to what I need to respond to, making whatever calls I need to respond or, you know, callbacks or phone outgoing calls, whatever it is. And then, you know, you kind of go through and touch, touch all your deals, follow up with people you're working with. I check my my auto searches. Because right now with this market, I've got a ton of people set up on auto searches. Yep. And you know I'm constantly sort of tweaking those and changing things on the map and prices and this and that just to try and set this up so that these people can actually start seeing some listings get emailed out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, time, time blocking I think is huge. And um, if I go back to my first several weeks or first however long it was, couple of months, one of the things that helped me probably more than you know, is the calls that I would get from you. Um, Because I, you know, I I just knew you guys were busy and I I wasn't going to reach out unless I had to. But it was really special to me getting a phone call, you know, from you and just saying, hey, man, how you doing? What's going on today? And you were just checking in. But that conversation would always lead to something else that would give me some substance and, you know, kind of gave me something to walk away with. That was like a little thing that really helped out.
1: Well, it we know that it's a lonely thing getting started in real estate. I mean, we, you know, people may see, you know, you're doing podcasts, you're doing good marketing videos at properties, but you know, everything you just described about your day is not glamorous stuff. You know, no. it's <laughs> it's real estate maintenance, and um, it but so much of that, and it takes discipline to do. It is just as easy not to do than it is to do. Oh yeah, and hundred percent have to have that discipline to stay on it you can skip somebody could call you and say hey let's go to coffee and you know two hours later you try to plug that back in and you know it's, it's gone you you've got to have a routine you've got to be regimented just like you said and and uh, and I'm glad you mentioned the ride-along too with uh Krista because I think it's important you know we get people in training we talk about closings we talk about inspections but it's good to go to them and you know, listen to the dialogue and what people's concerns are, what they're talking about. Um, It just gives you so much of a clearer picture of the process.
0: Well, and it it helps too that I think, um, I think Chris and I have similar personality types Mm -hmm. and um, you know, she's doing the kind of business that I want to do. And so, and, and I'm a big believer in uh, here's, here's your next quote. This is oh, I forget who said it, but success leaves clues. Right, And I'm a believer that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just have to look for the person that's doing what it is you want to do and then go after that person and learn everything you can from them. And so I kind of latched on to, you know, Krista and and you and, you know, your business. So I said, man, this is exactly what I want to be doing. Let me learn from these guys, Yeah, you know? And so that's that's been a big part of it too, is just kind of being in that proximity and watching and learning and all of that.
1: That's good. And, and anywhere, you know, even if people start this business and don't go with a company like ours or you really, um, you know, find out the top people in the company, how generous, generous they are with their time. Would they go to coffee with you? Would they let you go with them to a closing or inspection? Um, if, if you can't find anybody like that, you might, need to consider your options. I mean, because most people that are successful in this business, they want to train their counterparts to also be successful, knowledgeable, you know, good, because they're going to be working with you. They're going to be interacting with you. It's so much of an interconnected industry uh, that requires cooperation. It, you know, that's why a lot of top realtors volunteer their time that they may or may not have to you know, volunteer at the board and, and be part of the board of realtors and go to functions and do things because you just want to better the industry and it, it helps the public. And, you know, so that's another thing that I would suggest is when people are new to is try to get plugged in with, you know, some of the groups that, you know, industry wide, the board of realtors. um,
0: And there's a million things you can do, you know, at the board. I, I actually, I'm, guilty myself. I need to get more involved with them. They had reached out, um, a while back about the, uh, what is it? The, um, uh, future leaders or leaders of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so we had, we had talked and I, I signed up and said, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. And then there was one event and I, I had, I think it was an inspection. And so I couldn't go. And sure. ever since then I kind of been I've like, I you know, <laughs> shied away from it, but I, I need to get in there.
1: You just, it's just another way to just jump all the way into the industry, you know, because Most people don't have a lot of extra time, you know, things that happen at night or coffees or whatever, but, um, you know, you, I always left every realtor function I ever went to with a new idea or a new perspective or something that I could take back and use. It's kind of like real estate conventions. You know, we go to our exit realty convention and it's three or four days and it's like, oh man, I don't know how I'm going to squeeze this in. But every time you come back, you're like, I got ideas that I can use that it it was so valuable to go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I think we're, we're, I'm certainly afraid of stepping away from the business because you develop this mentality that, Hey, if I'm not out there doing this, no one's going to do it for me. Right, And so then you kind of think, I can't afford to take two days off. Like, you know, but you really can, Yeah, you know, if you, if you're running your business the right way, you can take two days off and, you know, manage it. It's not going to be the end of the world, but it's hard to
1: You just once you begin working in the business, it's hard to get yourself to work on it. I mean, I I can't say that enough, and so many people don't. You know, and then they look up and go, "Okay, I've kind of waned. My business is kind of that's," you know, realtors sort of look three months back, three months forward, and you know, not the wider lens of how the business is going, what it looks like, and. And, you know, you've got to schedule training time, no matter how long you've been doing it. Because, I mean, what we did five years ago and what we do now is nowhere close to the same thing. Yeah. You know, you've got to stay sharp. You've got to hang out with people that are doing different things in the business. Uh, you got to schedule time off, you know, to recharge your batteries. You just have to do all of that stuff. No one will do that for you either.
0: That's you know? true. That's a good point. No one, no one's going to give you the R&R that you need to, you know, recharge the batteries. And Right.
1: You just can't do it. Every weekend at the lake, you know, because that—that's yeah. another one of those things yeah. about real estate. Like, if you like being gone every weekend, you might have an issue in real <laughs> estate. <laughs> that's usually when people can look, okay?
0: Yeah. But, well, and that's important to know too. Going in is, man, um, you know, if if you really like having your nights and weekends protected, yeah. that's going to be tough because this requires you to sacrifice a lot of your evenings. Or, you know, if you're trying to get offers in, you've been shopping with someone all day and they're ready to write an offer at seven o'clock. You're going to spend an hour putting that offer together and, you know, making phone calls and sending things off for e-signing. And
1: you need to have that expectation about your hours, you know, is that you don't control your hours most of the time. Now You may get eventually long into the business, have a team, have, have things set up that will let you at least have more control over your time. But in the beginning, you you kind of need to be there for when these people need you. You're you may be They're on, on call. call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. a lot of ways, you are, especially right now where everything is so time sensitive. Um, that's what you're bringing to the table is you can move quickly with the right forms, with the right structure of a deal to get them the house. That's that's what you need to be bringing. Yeah, you know? that's a good point. You don't. They don't need you to just unlock the door. You know, and like, no. hey, we want to see this, and you unlock it and. You drop the ball from there. That's
0: well, I'm also a big believer that um, you're, you, you're not selling the product. The product is the house. Right. I think you're selling yourself and your ability to solve the problem and, Definitely. you know, or to get the product. Yeah. So I, I, it's a big, it's a service-based industry, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. People. I mean, it's a people business, product, real estate, but. Yeah. Come on. I mean, we we all know that navigating the personalities and the highs and lows and moods and all the intricacies that are involved in the real estate deal, if you can navigate those in a way that gets them where they need to go, that's what's going to get you as seamlessly as possible. Yeah, as seamlessly as possible. They don't need you to add drama to the situation, they don't need you to add any other stress in any way. And, um, you know, that takes practice. It does. And that takes learning and training and a good team to make sure. Um, I, so many people get themselves in a bubble and don't ask their teammates or company. Or That's what I like about our, our company is we're pretty interconnected. People are generous with their experiences and, you know.
0: It's a good culture. Yeah. It really is. And I, I think, I know that's one of the pillars of exit is culture. And it's—I uh, mean—I've got to give props to you and Veda and Krista for you know kind of honing that and and developing the culture. But it's very—it's people-centric, mm-hmm. you know. It's um, y- there's a focus on people, and you know making sure that people get the attention that they need. And I think that's huge for someone that's coming into the industry. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of curious to get your thoughts on um, choosing the right office. Does the company really matter? Because I there's big companies there's little companies there's independent brokerages does the company that you hang your license with actually have a tangible impact on your business
1: so there's a couple of ways to kind of answer that because on the one hand the culture for one that you can observe the way people interact with each other you know like we'll invite people before they join us to attend an office meeting just to see if they're a fit. So, mm-hmm. in that regard, it matters a lot the company you choose. On the other hand, you may be um, looking at a company that makes all these claims about how many people they are have, what they're doing, you know, and that alone, by going there, is going to make you. An instant success. In that way, I mean, it's still up to you to do the things that you need to do. Um,
0: Being that, with a big brokerage doesn't mean everything's just going to be handed to you, and there's instant success. No,
1: and there's there's <laughs> the right place for each individual person. Like you know, not everyone is right for exit Realty. Um, not everyone is right for Keller Williams. Not everyone is right for some of this. There's some brokerages that'll say. You come here, and basically, we just leave you alone. You know, that's what some people want. There's so many ways to skin it, but ultimately, you can't. And this is a big part of um, recruiting. You know, right now, you know, business in the wintertime can be tough. Prime recruiting time for, you know, there's experts. Everybody's slow. Everybody's slow. And there is a huge campaign out there by. You know, a lot of people, their main model is getting more people. And they're masterful at saying, look, what you don't have is what you're lacking right now. And Mm -hmm. we have that here, whatever that is. And leading you to believe that it's not up to you, you know, it's coming and, you know, people are great. at and, And there's also vendors out there that will, you know, we were talking about that before we came on, where people can... Overreact and say I need to spend a lot of money on real estate leads. Uh, That's what I'm, you know what I mean? Like maybe I just need to throw money at my real estate business. Yeah, it's a mistake in most cases. In most cases, when people come to me and ask me and say, "Should I do this?" Um, No, I mean there's there's no better feeling when you swipe the card to buy some sort of tool, and there's no worse feeling three days later when you're like.
0: This did nothing. No.
1: (laughs) This this did not do anything. Yeah.
0: And then you're you're out a hundred bucks or a thousand bucks or whatever. And then you feel the pressure even more because you're like, man, I was making that investment thinking I'd get a return and I haven't seen
1: anything. You can almost look at it as like a, a fitness center or something. Like if you go and you're with a trainer, you may not like that person most of the time. They're telling you you need to eat right and come every day. And you know, and this other place over here is like Wow, this is cheaper. They're not telling me to do any of these things. Uh, maybe I ought to move over here. Yeah. And then once you get there, like,
0: then well, there's no I'll... accountability. No. You don't have anyone telling you get your ass here seven a.m. You know. Right. Right. It makes a difference.
1: There's no substitute for the work. Yeah. And it's easy to forget, and it's easy to be romanced by the idea that hey, maybe, maybe there's an easier way to do this besides actually bearing down and. You know, jumping in,
0: but there is no substitute.
1: No, and not for anything—not for real estate, not for anything. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, I, um, I've, I know this business. I've been in this business a long time and known, you know, the mistakes I've made. I've made them all. I've, I've gotten the, uh, you know, throw money at the problem type of thing, and mm-hmm. I've had the time blocking problems, and you know, and still have them. Really, I mean, yeah. you, you never finished no <laughs> working on yourself it's consistent. trust me but yeah um but that's that's one of the harder things that we see as brokers is that you know if someone were to you know maybe we're trying to get an agent that we think is perfect for us but they may go somewhere and we're thinking they need more help than that you mm-hmm. know what i mean they've got such potential but i think they're going to need a little bit more um support uh, as what they may get at some other place
0: so do do agents go in or or rather I should say I feel some agents go in thinking, hey, I, I have to have that big name behind me so that people yeah. recognize the brand or or they feel like that's that that's gonna be what's gonna get me the people yeah. and um or or the leads. And I I think one thing that new agents don't understand coming into the business is that this is one hundred percent an outbound Prospecting game, yeah. you know, and so uh, it's not like if you um, were a doctor who's self-employed, running your own practice, and you have people coming in for help or treatment. Right, you're not an, an attorney where people are coming to you for help. You have to go find the people. Yes. So it's it's different than being one of those other you know professions.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the recognition, you know, the recognition of a brand is has some impact but not nearly a fraction of what people think Mm -hmm. but you know if in other industries you might be starting you know you're getting into a law firm or some other big company it may be different like hey i'm going to work for x this is a company that has long-standing and big but um if it's up to your individual sales to sell something you don't control you know like If I'm going to go sell tractors and I get a job at Caterpillar, well, that might be different. I'm selling their wares to people. What you're doing is connecting members of the public to one another. And... That's okay. totally yeah. different.
0: You're just, you're connecting the dots. Did nuts. I
1: go way off into the weeds with that? No. Okay.
0: No, that's it. Okay.
1: I thought and I that... actually made a decent point there. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, at, at, I, it hit me. It, it hit me at one time. Like maybe this. Uh, you're just
0: getting in the middle.
1: It. You're getting in the middle. And the faster you learn to do that, the better. There's not going to be a consistent source of houses for you, most likely, unless yeah. you work for some builders or some sure. other. Bi- you are going to have to find people that need each other and facilitate it. Yeah. And so for that, there is no place that has the inventory that they're going to offer you. Yeah. There's no brokerage so that has that. From that, that
0: perspective, the brand that you choose or the brokerage that you choose really doesn't matter. I mean, I mean the, the brand, the name.
1: Yeah. Not I, for that.
0: I think, right. correct me if I'm wrong, it would be more important. Like you were saying earlier, you interview these different offices, you interview yeah. the different brokers, and I think you really need to look for who you vibe with.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. And,
0: and who you think is going to be able to give you the support to get started.
1: Yeah. And don't believe them when they say that they are going to funnel you business because they know that's the button to push, mm-hmm. you know, and um, it just doesn't work that way in most cases,
0: you know. So what's, what's something that they'll say? You know, hey, we'll give you, we'll give you leads or?
1: Yeah, you know, some companies will say, and they may subscribe to a lead service um, and funnel some down And we do this to a degree too, but we don't use that as a reason to hire people. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, we subscribe to lead services that we can, um, you know, ring the agent's phone. But some will say, you'll get three to five leads per month by coming here. And that resonates. They're like, okay, well, I've got zero leads right now. So great. But, you know, if you look at companies that like, let's just put Zillow out there right now, they connect agents with home buyers, but what's the main issue right now is taking that person and finding them a house. And so you just need to be wide eyed about the entire thing.
0: Well, so what you're saying there though, is that if, you know, we we talked about how agents want to just start throwing money at the problem. The right. problem would be I don't have any I don't have any clients I don't have any leads, and so they start going to Zillow or one of these other uh, lead generation websites, which is just you know it's it's lead capture. You could do the same thing right. using Facebook ads or creating a click funnel or or whatever, but you choose instead to spend thousands of dollars a month with Zillow or whoever. Um, and you're paying to get these potential buyers. But then after you get the, you know, the name and the phone number and the email address, then you've got to, you know, reach out to them. You've got to go find them a place. And then you've got to convert that and figure out how you can solve whatever their problem is.
1: Right. And totally and, cold. I mean, you you have to uh, begin a relationship as quickly as possible to try to understand. And, you know, a lot of times um, they're guarded because mm-hmm. a lot of times they really don't know who they landed on with the phone call anyway. Yeah. Um, and so that's a rush to do. And especially if you're new, if that is the way you're going to generate leads, those are the hardest leads to convert are people that you don't know and really don't necessarily. They they want to know about the house
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and then Zillow connected them with you because you pay Zillow. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the way that works, everybody. <laughs> I surprise but, but I, I say that to real estate agents that you know probably a lot of them are spending money they don't have thinking this is the only way that I can make it with what you said is exactly right. You can take your own brand and your you know profiles on social media and add quality content to get an audience for you. let, yeah. let people get to know you and then they'll go, I like that person. I think maybe I'll call them. It takes longer, and and, you know, the fact that it's basically free too makes us kind of devalue it. Like, well, that can't possibly work. I mean, it's free.
0: The biggest thing that I hear, even from agents in our office, is like, "Man, I I see you're, you know, doing the podcast or this and that, but I could never do that. I I wouldn't know what to say." And it's like half the time I don't either. You know, I'm just (laughs) I'm having these conversations, but this is just like, I, I, I mean. We would say the same thing if we were talking in front of a camera or not. It's the same sort of conversation. Um, But I think the idea behind it is the bigger picture. Um, Using social media, you said it's free. That's one of the coolest things about it. It's free and it's organic because the people that are watching likely already know you or have some connection with you, Mm -hmm. right? So you've got that vibe. And I'm a big believer that your vibe attracts your tribe. And so if, if you are being you and you're going out on a limb and trying to provide content that's valuable in some way or another, eventually that will start to, you know, come back. And just like, I mean, I've been making, um, content for since like last summer and I haven't had anyone reach out in any right. capacity right. until uh, the last couple of weeks. And then I've had a few people reach out and it's, it's really, I'm glad I stuck with it because it's starting to appear to pay dividends. And it makes me think, man, what does the future look like if, if I were to keep doing it and and scale it and I'm not paying anything for it?
1: You got to go through that dip. And that's, that's the thing. Like, um, most people give up before they get through, you know, I mean, it's a lucrative business. It's a great business. It should be hard. And I think people forget that. Like, Gosh, I thought this was going to be a lot easier. Like, it should be hard.
0: It should be. Yeah. And I think one of the one of the big things is like you you have to hit those stumbling blocks so that yeah. you can learn the things you need to learn so mm-hmm. that you can get out there and actually do it. Right. But um, so I don't really think the brand that you mm. choose matters.
1: I don't either. Like the people.
0: The people. So yeah. you're going after the people. Um, what else is important for someone coming into the industry? Or let's even say. You know, like this um, young lady that I met with last week, mm-hmm. we had lunch um, at Basil's because Basil's Mediterranean Mediterranean um, cuisine is fantastic. Everyone loves it. So if you haven't been, please go. Anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a shout out for that Basil's. It was kind of a
1: like a Ben Shapiro cutaway. <laughs> man, I've so. been waiting to say that. <laughs>
0: but no, uh, we, we went to Basil's and, and we we're talking. She's been in the industry since um, mid-2020. Mm-hmm. And man, she was just saying that like I was talking to her about... Uh, many of the things we've been talking about using red X for data. You know, I said, that's a gold mine of data and you can use it a million different ways. I was telling her about door knocking because I said, you know, you've got major potential by getting in front of the consumer. And it goes back to my thing. Your vibe attracts your tribe. If you can get in front of the person and show them your personality there's a much better chance that they're going to be interested in having a conversation with you. And again, you're not trying to sell them anything. Yeah. You're just wanting to have these conversations. Right. Um, and so anyway, I'm telling her all this stuff and and she's like, this is the first time I've heard about any of this.
1: Wow.
0: And I'm, yeah. I'm thinking to myself like, wow, well, you've been in it as long as I have. And you don't know any of this. And I think yeah. that might, I mean it could just be a symptom of, her not having taken the time to do the homework herself. But I think a big part of it also is, is maybe that culture isn't cultivating, um, a path forward for her to learn these things.
1: Yeah. Don't, don't let your conversation be too generalized with the people you're interviewing with it. Like, we'll take you under our wing. We'll, you know, like, what are you going to do exactly? Like, what exactly am I going to be doing? You Mm -hmm. know? And, and, you know, to your case, we try to right away get people on open houses. We have a lot of generous agents in our office that will say, you can hold my listings open. You know, we'll be there. We'll show you, you know, we'll show you how to do it, but you'll begin interacting with people that probably are just looking. Maybe they're more serious. Maybe they're thinking, you know, right away or maybe a long time in the future, but we'll put you in a position to talk about your business to them in this house and that immediately that's what they did for me because I didn't know <laughs> how to do anything yeah and they said come to an open house we'll have another agent with you it just baby steps
0: mm-hmm. start
1: talking to people about real estate start getting better at doing that and let me tell you I was bad at that at first bad bad at
0: talking to people or
1: oh well just as far as just the nerves that I showed up to my first open house in a suit, black, suit, like I was going to be, you know, <laughs> like giving a, a funeral or, or yeah. something. And the agent just said, You don't have to try this hard. You need to just be regular, it, you know. But I had no idea. I, for me, I thought, Okay, I have an inadequate amount of knowledge about this. I'm going overcompensate it by wearing a suit to mm-hmm. the. <laughs> open house. Yeah. And everybody's got funny, you know, little quirks about getting started like that. Like to me, I was just nervous as could be. And, um, but you know, I did one every weekend in that neighborhood, Remington edition in Edmond. Okay. I did one every weekend until I was comfortable. You know, I had never known anyone that lived in that neighborhood. I had never, but by the time I was finished, I could talk to anybody about what's going on in there. Yeah. And, and, you know, they told me at the time, like, you kind of have to specialize in something so that you can begin to kind of grow. You're not going to be just a generalist expert on central Oklahoma real estate. You know, that's another thing people do is they just try to cast the widest net rather than yeah find something and become pretty well versed at it. And sometimes it's not even at all what you intended. I was, um, you know, an agent took a liking to me and let me hold her houses open. And next thing you know, I, you know, feel pretty comfortable about talking about one certain thing and, you know, it just grows from there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That, I think that's an important thing is, you know, you have to get started to figure out what it is that you want to do or what your niche is. Um, so getting started is the first thing, but as Amelia Earhart said, (laughs) the hardest part of a thousand mile journey is the first step. Everything after that is just persistence.
1: Yeah, and and real estate agents are bad at this because they're like, this may not work, or this probably won't, you know? And it's like, you just have to get started. Like, like just that, I don't, you know, there was no reason for me to be connected in any way about with her listings or that neighborhood, or, but I had to start somewhere. Yeah. And just improve and meet people. I didn't sell any houses out there. No, you know, but I did get a lot more comfortable about what I was doing.
0: You're honing your skills for sure. Learning how to talk to people about I real showed estate.
1: up on time. I, you know, looked good. I was armed with information. If anybody did want to buy any of those houses, I was ready. Yeah, and uh, you know, it it did good for me. And I think I think so many people overthink uh, when they're first getting in the business. You know. Because, and people, well intentioned people will tell them, like, protect your time. You know, don't let anyone not qualified Mm -hmm. drag you away. You you set up all these walls when actually the opposite is true. You ought to be talking to as many people as possible about real estate and improve how you communicate with them and solve their problems. They may not be easy to solve. You know, I mean, you don't just wait for the perfectly packaged client to come.
0: I think the better the problem, the better the client, because, I mean, one you're going to be honing your skills through that transaction you're going to be learning new things guaranteed yeah. but if you can help them really overcome something that uh, here's a huge barrier to us selling this house or buying this house and you can find a way through one you've probably won a client for life yes. two i guarantee they're going to recommend you to someone that they know like and trust no doubt and, th- and from there it's just you know it's a it's a snowball
1: if you can if you can do something like that and solve an interesting problem for someone, you will have them as a client for life. And as long as you protect that and stay in touch with them and let them know that you don't ever take their business for granted, mm-hmm. you will grow. Absolutely. I mean you will. And and it doesn't matter who that is, anybody can do this if they will put that extra effort in there with people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think um another important piece as a new agent coming in is identifying to your point what it is that you do well what's that thing about you mm-hmm. and uh, sort of capitalizing on that and I think that, that that right there that idea is the uh the the impetus to branding And I think that branding is incredibly important in today's day and age, being able to distinguish yourself from the competition and have something memorable about you, right? And so um, it's worked well for me so far, Um, you know, talking about relationships over transactions and focusing on being solution-oriented and helping people solve problems rather than just coming at it from a very transactional mindset, right? you know, Um, but I, I feel like that's becoming my brand. And I'm, I'm very happy with it. But how does a new agent come coming into the industry identify, like, how do they find their niche? And, and you know, how do they brand themselves?
1: I think that they, because like we talked about, they don't want to limit themselves in their minds by saying, I work in this particular area, or I have a heart for first-time buyers, or, you know, my family is has a long you know, history of investing or the, some of those things could be where they need to focus. But a lot of times people just say, Hey, for all your real estate needs, call me. And I think at some point in time that worked okay. But now we want the best, you know, like if I'm moving to Guthrie, I want the best in Guthrie for old houses for it. You can drill down now. And I, that doesn't mean that You're not going to get other business if you are that, but you're going to get a lot of business for that specialty. And I think you just need to be honest with yourself. Like, okay, what are my interests in real estate? Is Mm -hmm. it rehab? Is it what is it that brought you into this? You know, okay. Um, And And because sometimes if you ask a few questions, as far as like we're concerned, the brokers, we'll get to something that you know somebody. Maybe they retired from teaching, or that, and they want to. They're a natural teacher, and you just ask them. You think first-time homebuyers would be something? Yes, I think I would love that. And you're like, okay, now, how do we keep going down this path? Yeah, and you, you just help them find it if you're us. And but they need to ask a lot of questions of themselves too. Like, really, what brought me here? What is it because? There's a million different types of transactions they can do commercial, but it's all over the map. Um,
0: you know, it's, it's so funny that that's exactly what it is. It's identifying the little things that make them who they are Mm -hmm. and then finding out how to take that and create a business around it because you never want to, you never want to come in, especially to something like this, where you're, you're self-employed and you're dependent on your paycheck and you want to try and change yourself and, and be something else. Yep. It's so much easier to just say, this is who I am and this is how I do it. Yes. And you let the people that are attracted to that be attracted to it. And the people that aren't, aren't. And, and would
1: it be unusual to you? Cause I tell you, this happens all the time. You sell these people, their first house, they're in love. Well, guess what? Their dad is interested in buying 160 acres of land in this place, and you assist him with that. And then someone else is looking to buy a home over here. In like, you specialized in the first-time homebuyer. You became this family's realtor by the care you paid to them. And you know, if you're a generalist, that likely doesn't happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what got you started was your devotion to this particular type of transaction and boom, you got good at it. People don't do that though. You know, I mean, people don't, don't pick a particular thing and go, I would really love to be the best at this particular thing. Yeah. And that is how I'm going to grow my business.
0: Okay. Okay. So we've uh, just recapping. So we found out that the, the culture is what matters most in a brokerage. It's not so much the name as it is the people you surround yourself with. You've got to be disciplined enough to work on as well as in your own business because those are two different things. They both have to happen, but you need to know how much time to dedicate to each pillar. You have to um, know and understand that this is an outbound prospecting game. You've got to go find the people. You've got to start the conversations. Yeah. You have to show you're competent by taking the time to develop the skills necessary. So continuing to educate yourself, and again, surrounding yourself with the people that you know have those answers so that you can learn from them. Mm-hmm. And you need to start distinguishing yourself um, as a specialist. And and distinguish yourself through branding. What else? What else should a new agent be doing?
1: Well, you've run off a pretty good list. Right? That, so, there's a lot. If there, they right? would do those things. They're probably going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably going to be fine. But you know, if we just take it back to being practical, like okay, let's say that they've gone through this mental checklist of the things we've talked about and said, yeah, I want to do that, and they enroll in real estate school, which for the most part you know, the state, um, well, not for the most part, it is the state that licenses you for real estate. And, and most of the schools are similar. Um, a lot of them are online. You can take them live. You can, you know, kind of figure out what your best way of learning is and just pick, you can go live or you can do it online. doesn't matter. Um, but while you're in this process and I don't know how long it takes, could take three months, To do it could take even less, Um, but um, you need to be visiting with as many companies as you can, you know, to, and then by the time you're close to finishing real estate school and getting your background check and all the, you know, little things that have to happen, you should have selected uh, a place and start inserting yourself into their culture and getting to know people. Yeah. Yeah. As quickly doing the as open possible. houses,
0: meeting meeting new agents or not new agents, but meeting the agents there at the brokerage.
1: Yeah, meeting meeting people and um, you know and and it will tell you whether that culture is right for you because you know there it's it's different for everyone and you'll know in your gut where you fit in and most likely it's a place where you get the feeling that they are going to teach you how to do this. Yeah, um, that. For me, and I'm just putting my, you know, Bob Lynn, who's, he's gone now, but he was someone that took me under his wing whenever I first started. I had interviewed several places, and when I walked in there, and five minutes into the conversation, I'm like, okay, I know nothing, and as long as I show, I know I can show up, I know I can work, as long as they tell me, and they're going to teach me how to do this, I feel good. Yes, let's go. That's all I needed to know. Yeah. And
0: um, so you you just trusted in the fact that, hey, I I vibe with this guy. I I understand. I I see you know he's successful doing what I want to do. I'm just going to continue to show up and follow the process.
1: Yeah. And and for me, he didn't need to tell me like, okay I'm going to do I'm going to give you a lead. I'm going to do you know what I mean? Like I knew that I would work as long as somebody showed me where to go yeah. you know and i felt like they would do that and there's a lot of people out there that will do that same thing and that's what we try to do is like you come tell us where you want to go and we will show you how to do it we'll yeah. show you how to get there and it's going to be different for everybody that some people will be like you know i um i'd like to do 10 real estate deals a year and you know and then there's some that say i'd like to do 300 and we have both of those types in in exit. Yeah.
0: And there's nothing wrong with either.
1: There's nothing wrong with either.
0: Everyone's different and <clears throat> just like a doctor or a lawyer, you've got to identify how you want to operate your practice and mm-hmm. and just start working toward that. And uh,
1: let me I want to add too, once, you know, once you get that real estate license, you will know the onboarding process for that particular company. Hopefully there is, you know, you don't get that license and then there's a long period of time that's involved with getting started. Hopefully you can get immersed in the business right away in meetings, in open houses, in different things that just get you, you know, setting up your profiles, setting up all these things that are go into branding an individual business right away. And, um, you know, again, that's what we try to do. The corporate office of Exit Realty is great about that too. There's endless amount of training that you can take to do this stuff.
0: Well, and there's, there's, I think a lot of value propositions for exit Mm -hmm. and without sounding like an exit commercial, you know, I think, um, there's a lot of reasons. The culture was definitely one that attracted me to the company. Um, I think another thing just because of my own personal goals and aspirations in my business plan, um, the residuals and the branding were other huge parts of what you know, drove me to exit. For sure. Um, and uh, so there's what, there's five pillars total.
1: There's five pillars total. And what you're talking about with the residuals, you know, um, you can be welcome. No one comes to our company without, you know, basically be invited by someone that's currently there and we reward our agents, our staff, people that bring new people on with us, um, We reward them out of our portion of commissions, um, an amount, you know, equivalent to 10% of real estate deals uh, just for making that introduction and also being a part of the process uh, of helping them. Um, Yeah. So, you know, it's not something that is a multiple level thing. It's a single level residual that is basically awarded to people that help us grow and also help improve Uh, Because it takes a village, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. like, it's just one more person to help elevate that new agent to, you know, who better to pass information and training down to than, you know, someone that has an added benefit of your being there. And it's just one more person to get an arm around you and say, hey, let's go. Come on, you're going to make it. And um, well, and, so it's and critical.
0: F- for the person that's, that's motivated and, and has, you know, dreams or goals of a, of a high income, um, adding in, obviously you're going to be operating your own business, yeah. but adding in the, the addition of, you know, uh, say 10% of that person's income, there's now a vested interest in that person learning the Most skills and, and learning, you know, how to be successful in real estate. Yeah. The thing that I think is great because I have ideas of creating a team down the road. For sure. um, the idea that I can recruit, you know, maybe 10 people. And so now I've got 10 people that are working with me or whether it's on a team or if they're doing their own thing. It doesn't matter. Um, that can have a huge impact on my income as an agent. And it's all, it's all supplementary.
1: Well, too. And and there are a lot of people that are drawn to exit just because they like teaching people how to do this business. You know, a long time ago, I moved uh, away from the sales side and in more to the mentoring and training side just because that's what I like to do. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people in the exit system that are just that way. Maybe they've slowed down on the um, on the sales side, but love to help agents grow their business. And they Invite them, and some of them even use the term "rescue them." I rescue agents that are struggling, and I like that. Bring them on, and it is my goal to just support them and bring them up. And I have my real estate business, but I also have my sponsoring business that makes me just as happy. And um, I think that it makes for a real. Uh, you talk about the culture that that foundation builds a culture. Everybody that was there was invited by someone, was welcomed by someone. Uh, You're not going to have that everywhere. That's true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, shoot, there's some offices. I can imagine, you know, a new agent shows up. Some of the agents aren't happy they're there because that's just more competition.
1: It's more competition. I've never
0: felt that in our office.
1: No, no. And and you're right. And that does exist in some places and it just makes for kind of an uncomfortable, you know, you don't want to leave your desk uncovered. You don't want to, It it's sad that there are elements of that in our business, but the business is set up as you know, everyone has their individual businesses within this house and um, but it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. You know, it, it it doesn't. And um, you know, we celebrate the successes of each person and it's, it's great.
0: Well, and there's there's a ton of support that you get with Exit too. Yeah. You know, we've got some really great tools uh, and technology that that help us, you know, do everything from creating ads to sure. um, you know, managing our our database mm-hmm. um and and so much more. Um so what what are and we've already said a lot of it, but what are just kind of in a nutshell some of the advantages of a newer agent or, you know, an existing agent who maybe needs some saving. What's the benefit of them maybe coming to talk with someone at exit?
1: Sure. Well, you know, you, you alluded to those five pillars um, before. And, you know, doesn't matter where in the country you go. If you walk into an exit office, they're going to tell you the same thing, that we're going to orient you into the business. First thing, that is the first thing you need to know is kind of what we've talked about this whole time, how to do this. And then we're going to show you how to brand yourself, your individual brand, not ours, but yours and what you're going to bring to the market. And, you know, by then you're developing, Okay, this is what I'm all about. This is, you know, we're going to get you comfortable um, branding yourself to wherever you're wanting to go. And you're going to do that through technology, which is the third thing. I think we've got the best. There are people that are working on it all the time, just bringing the newest tools to us, but not trying to use them as a means of doing the business, but just a tool for interactions, for personal interactions, you know, and culture. And then the fifth is that residual benefit, that third part besides listing and selling, sponsoring, that you can add to your business as something that, It's probably the most rewarding of all is helping someone grow a business alongside you and they couldn't have done it without you. Some of the, some of the best stories we could sit here all day are about people that, you know, may have tried real estate and failed. And then they were welcomed on by somebody that just said, Hey, let me give you a hand up. And, you know, now they're some of our most successful people. So
0: that's awesome. Yeah. So it's just, that's really cool because you imagine this same person at another office and they're, they're struggling and, you know, having a hard time making ends meet. And just by transplanting them into the right culture and giving them the tools and the technology that they need, um, you see them thrive.
1: Well, it, you know, it's always easier to be the second place that (laughs) someone goes. I mean, because those are some of our best cheerleaders is like, I've tried some other places and, you know, found a home here and I know what else is out there. And, um, and you know, it, it, it's it's just part of the business, too. People grow and people, you know, sometimes people go other places. And that's another important thing is we always, you know, if you were important enough to us to come on, then you're going to remain important if you were to grow your business somewhere else. And I think that's important for a culture, too, is like, look, you know, nothing changes once this person's gone other than. Um, they're just, you know,
0: not at our office, they're
1: not at our office anymore. And, and, and it protects, um, you know, it's kind of like a family that, uh, you know, whenever one person's out of the room, everybody's talking about them, you know, you never want to have a company like that. And fortunately we don't. And, um, you know, I think that'll help us continue to grow too. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, man, I, I know we've covered a lot, but, um, I think that gives an idea or at least, you know, sort of blueprint. Yeah if you're a new agent kind of coming in, this might be what some things are looking like. And these are some disciplines you might need to have. And, and sure. it's important to know that it's not easy. You yeah. know, it's not easy being self-employed. It's not easy starting in a new industry. Um, but obviously other people have done it and you can do it too. You,
1: you know, can do it. You're right. You nailed it. It's not easy. And go through the process. Don't take the decision lightly to jump in. You don't want to jump into anything, but Um, you know, I think sometimes people feel like I need to jump into real estate. This current is moving so fast. And if I wait, I'm going to miss it. And you're not going to miss anything. You know, take your time, figure out if it's right for you and how you want to do it. Let us help you. We'd love to help you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's a, it's a hot market right now. There's a lot of agents coming into the industry um, over the last 2 years so you said earlier before we started there's how many real estate agents according to uh, NAR
1: it's well over a million and a half and i remember at one point in time you know years back when it crested a million and people thought wow a million real estate agents yeah. and now it's almost 2 million so it's wild it is it is wild and things you know things will change and but it's not so, people shouldn't make their decision based on that like oh well the market may decline or the, you're always doing real estate business, no matter what the economy's doing, no matter what's going on in the world. Sometimes you're doing it for different reasons, but the people need you. And if you're dedicated to the business, you're always going to be busy. hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Closings happen every day. They sure do. <laughs> cool. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, Bo has been wonderful. Thank you so right. Thank much you. for Appreciate coming back that. on. This has been a great conversation and hopefully we provided some value. And guys, if there's anything that we can do for you, feel free to reach out. You know, if if you're an agent um, who might be at another office and and maybe you are struggling, um, we'd be happy to talk. I know I would. Bo certainly would. And um, you know, we're we're always here to help. And that's one of the reasons that I think we got along so well. Is I predicate my business on people and providing solutions, and and you do too. And I think goes back to your vibe, attracts your tribe. And um, so anyway we're solution oriented. So if there's anything we can do to help you guys, feel free to reach out. Otherwise, make sure please like, and subscribe. If you got good content out of this, if you took something away, I'd love to hear from you. So make sure you put a comment down below and we'll catch you on the next one. All right. Thank you. See you guys. Boom.